This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together Short Bite Edition. Ariel, close your eyes. Ryan Holiday taught me that stillness is key. Relax and feel the tranquility. I'm I'm sorry, I can I can hear our preschooler upstairs. She is uh refusing to go to bed and it is uh almost ten tranquil. o'clock. It is not tranquil. So yes. We're talking about the uh game Tranquility. It's a nifty little card game uh yeah. from Lucky Duck Games. It's a one to five player game. Uh it's a co-op, which I always love, and it's about twenty minutes. Uh, confession time. We do not own this game, but our friends who are newlyweds, um, <laughs> they actually received this as a, what I personally think is the coolest wedding gift ever, yeah. which is the, uh, they got a basket of two player uh, card and board games yep. uh, for their wedding from a friend. And I was like, man, that was just so cool. I wish I'd thought of it. As an aside, what we uh, believe in, in my my family uh, as the perfect wedding gift and my parents started this years ago and so now we give it to all couples is a picnic basket or a picnic backpack depending on how adventurous the couple is we got a picnic backpack for our uh, our wedding it's like that one wedding gift that no bride uh, or groom ever register for no one else is going to get it it's going to be a unique gift it's something that they'll probably have forever because you don't use it and abuse it right? Um, And depending on how well you know the couple, you can fill it with all kinds of tasty treats and other libations. Um, It's always gone over really well. So the picnic basket is what we usually give, but we digress. Uh, So the game of tranquility. Yeah. So they came over and showed this to us. And, you know, when we first saw it, they were trying to tell us what what it was, but basically it's 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 a cooperative racco. Yeah, I guess it's the best way to describe it. But with a little bit of hanabi where you can't communicate. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's a bit. It's a big grid. It's like a. I want to say it's a six by six. That's a, no, yeah. It's no. a six by six grid. No, it's even more than that. No, it no. Was, I think it was eight almost. No, no, across. it's six by six because it's thirty six in the center. Okay. It's a six by six. Right. So it's a six by six grid that you're going to make, and basically the grid has to start with a start card, end with a finish card, and in between there are number cards. They have to go in numerical order, and I believe yeah. there are, I think the top card was 80, is that 80, right? Yeah, so if you can so imagine. So 1 to 80 the cards go. Yeah, 6 rows at the bottom, well, depending on where you put the start card, but essentially the bottom left will be the 1, and the top right would be the 80, and then you're playing cards in between without communicating. Right, so... You, you 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 have to put them in a numerical order, but it, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be sequential. So, for example, the bottom row could be 1, 3, 5, 6, 8, 10, right? Whatever, six cards there. But then the next row, it's got to start no lower than 11. Yeah. So, uh, and, beca- and you can play anywhere in the grid that you want to play. So when you first start out, you're kind of trying to gauge where you should play your cards, so there's a bit of math involved with kind of figuring out what each row roughly should be. And then there's... Trying to figure out those midpoints. Right. right. There's a further quirk to it. So you basically, you have a hand of, I think it's five cards and you have your own, each has their own personal deck. There's no duplicates of these numbers, one through 80. Yeah. So you have your your hand, you're going to play a card out of it. You're going to draw another card. So you have a limited supply of cards to choose from. If you play a card that's next to an existing card, you have to pay 
via discarding cards from your hand, the difference between the two cards numerically. So if I play a three next to a six, I need to discard three cards. Um, and the problem is that if one of you, one of the players runs out of cards, the game is over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've discarded everything and then you're missing key numbers that might be needed by the team, then you all lose as well. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of ways you have to be really strategic with with not only where you play your card, but what the difference is between the different cards on the table. So there was a lot of mental math in this game, a lot of quick subtraction. And it was interesting if you have two cards separated, that there's a single empty space between two cards, whatever card you put in there, you pay the smaller of the difference between the card on the left or the card on the right. So if it was one, um, one, three, six, as in the example, if I look to the left, that would be a two-card discard. If I look to the right, it's a three-card, so I only have to discard two. Yep. So there's a ton of mental math, and you're trying to figure out, like, where is it safe to play? How many cards am I going to have to discard? How many cards do I have left? Uh, a ton of strategy and a ton of great mental math in this one. So it was really cool. The one thing that I liked about it is that you had to, you weren't able to communicate with the other people around. And you had to kind of formulate your decision or your your game plan based on what you had in your hand, based on what the other people were playing. So somebody would very often would come in and put a card down and that might cause, you know, four or five cards in your hand. You know, I think there was one point where I lost like three cards in my hand that it, they just couldn't be played anymore because there was not a gap for them to be played because the way the cards fell onto the board, you know, there was, they consumed, you know, five cards between you know, between them. And just like what you said, like somebody put a card down and it was like the lower end of that thing. And I had all the cards in between, like I had like the, the four or five and, you know, I had the four and five, well, I can't play those, but those become convenient discard cards for you to use in order to pay for, you know, to play the next card or the, or, or if you're going to play further up in the board, it was really fun. And, And right at the end, when it's starting to get really close, it gets very tense. Like, and it wasn't a very fast, it wasn't a very a long game. I think maybe it took us a four person, you know, group. I think maybe it took us like less than 15 minutes to play. It actually yeah. took a little longer to set it up because we were trying to figure out how to, how to kind of play and how to game plan and how to strategize mm-hmm. on how to do it. But really enjoyed it. Had that Racco experience where you're just yeah. struggling to build, you know, your set, your, your, your order of cards, um, Without having to do the rack over, you take a card, get rid of a card, take a card, get rid of a card. But, you know, as you're playing into the into the board, it can get very tense towards the end. Yeah, I think we we won by one turn. One, one turn, yeah. There had been one more turn. Because if you can't play a card, you have to discard two. And, and like I said, when you're out of cards, then, they, then you all lose the game. Yeah. So I think it was, I had played a bunch where I had like, was like two off of the number. And I thought that was really good. But I, at the end I had discarded my last two cards really tight. and it, the person right before me was able to finish and win the game. Otherwise, if it had come to my turn, we would have all lost. It was like, it was that close. It was really close. But so. also um, really cool thing is it comes in a very small box. So extremely portable. They're all square. Oh, super cute. They're all s- square cards and, sh- and very, very, very beautiful artwork um, that is included on all of the, um, island so basically every card has a, a picture of an island both the day and the nighttime and then it has the number in the corners and the artwork it was it was beautiful and it was all these beautiful little square cards it wasn't like a normal deck of cards that has kind of that elongated rectangular shape they're all square cards so it was kind of a different feel um, but the artwork 
absolutely beautiful. Um, the whole play of the game and it's kind of quiet while you're playing a little bit, but then you're also like hearing grunts and frustrated sighs <laughs> and, and everything. So I was trying not to look, not trying not to look at your, at your spouse going like, ah, oh, no, oh, that was the card that. I was wanting. You know, I wanted to play in that spot. Yeah. But then right when the game ended, oh man, it was like, it, it was like a, a rubber band snapping. Like all of a sudden conversation exploded. Oh, you should have, we should have done that. This and this and this, because we could be able, weren't able to actually communicate what was going on, but it was a lot of fun great little party game for for two couples i do really really enjoy the fact that it's a single player game definitely Mm -hmm. i think right when we finished playing the game we kind of looked at each other said we need to get this game because this is a game that you know we could see each other playing and then also it would would be a great two-player game uh, with four there was a lot going on there four was very active but also you know as we always thinking about our 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 oldest who's starting to play a lot of a lot of more a lot more complicated board games Mm -hmm. You know, those single player games are wonderful to have, you know, in the mix, in the mix of all the other games that we have. Um, well, especially, the, the, especially, the two player games, especially a game that, you know, that has the ability to scale up to four players, but also can be played as one player. Yeah, I guess that's true. You can. I, I don't know what yeah, the, you said that this one. Yeah, was it's, like a, one it's a one players. to five. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know what the one person rules are. There must be some sort of a special solo rules where maybe there may be like a second, like sometimes when you see those single player games, they will take the deck and like have a sacrificial player type of thing. Yeah. There's gotta be something where they're discarding pieces of the deck that you don't get to see. And so, yeah. but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It does, it does say one to five, but we haven't played solo, but there must be a solo variant yeah, of it. But I just like that, that, that idea that, you know, the game that you have that can be played for with couples, um, but also in a group of four. Yeah. So if you have another couple, set of couples over, um, but also can be played single player. That's something that, you know, my daughter's been enjoying playing like free cell yeah. and playing dominoes mm-hmm. and, you know, solitaire and things of that nature where it is single player. Um, it's fun for her to be able to just, you know, sit down and play a game whenever she yeah. wants to, you know? And so this is like, I think a pretty good example of, you know, if this, you know, we haven't played the the one player version, but to have that, you know, in our back pocket yeah, to have is, the option is a nice thing. Yeah. It says ages eight and up. Um, I think seven might be able to play it. Yeah. it. It depends. It was a bit of strategy for us as adults playing. So I wouldn't go too young on this game for them to really enjoy it. I think, you know, eight might be the right enjoyment age, even if a seven year old could technically play. It's not the mechanics aren't that difficult. It's just the strategy part of it. Um, I think this would be a really good one to take like camping Yeah, because it, it's so small. It does need a little bit of a space in front of you, though. Yeah, yeah. You need like a, a picnic table, but I could definitely see us playing this this yeah. game camping. Absolutely. Uh, it would it would be portable, travel well. Uh, you, you couldn't do it at like a dinner table or anything because you, no. you do need a pretty big grid. You can't have like food on the table or anything. But yeah, like if you're at a, like at a cafe or like at a bar or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like this, what we'd like to do when we go traveling. Right, yeah. yeah. This wouldn't work for that, um, but I think it would be really good for, for camping for those. That's what we tend to do when we camp. We spend, you know, long, lazy afternoods playing board games and this would be uh, something perfect. So anyway, check out Tranquility from Lucky Duck Games. We'll have a link down in the show notes. We highly recommend it. And we'll include a link to a YouTube video on how to play as well. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time, happy homeschooling!